Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Jess. Thank you so much for asking. Uh, I don't want to do like a funny bit or whatever. I mean, this is, I'm being respectful. This is like a really emotional episode. I don't know if you can get there, to be honest with you. With all of your little feelings, like being all emotional and if such. I'm, not be, being I'm, emotional. You're not emotional enough. That's what I'm saying. I'm emotional, just not in the same emotional ways you are. Right. Okay, sure. Yeah. But nonetheless, like no bits today. We are covering a really heavy episode. So, uh, yeah, I'm like ready to get into it. Now I'm super curious if our guest has a planned bit for <laughs> I introduce her. Someone who picked probably one of, if not the most, uh, sad episodes of A Boy Meets World. Amazing friend of the pod, Grace Leader. Grace, Hi, I paid for this private room. It's two grand a night. <laughs> Can you split it, please? I can't afford this. So ridiculous. And you know what? Nothing has changed. That's what's That's the good. sad thing is this is this yeah. episode is like 30 years old and nothing has changed. That's true. Yeah, real commentary on the American healthcare system in this episode. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what's funny? So I don't look ahead when we watch these episodes. Like I and I don't, I mean, Sarah, you have a brilliant memory for like what happens in Boy Meets World. I have the memory of a goldfish, as I've always said. And so I, when I saw Chet come back, my husband and I were watching it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder when Chet dies. Like, that has to be coming up, right? <laughs> and then I was like, it has to be this season. And not only that, but like Sarah would definitely make that a single episode podcast. And then I realized that it yeah. was a single episode podcast. <laughs> and then 
literally moments before he keeled over from a heart attack i was like wait is it this episode and then he's like, oh, like holding his chest and i was like oh snap. they really draw it out though in this episode they're like he'll they have did. two heart attacks yeah they so, did he's mm. us with like a recovery sarah i was yeah. really like upset by this it, it's it's pretty cruel not only for us as viewers but for sean if mm. sean was a real person i mean this is when chet finally agrees to slow down now if that would have actually happened that's really debatable but uh he was hopeful and then they just ripped the rug right under him and it's just so sad yeah and on top of that grace i feel like sean is already kind of going through an interesting time period in his life like we start off the episode with him seemingly in a really confusing concerned state about himself basically because of how I, I believe at least because of how he handled the Angela situation where like she wanted to get back together. She told him she loved him and he loves her, but he couldn't, you know, he couldn't commit to being with her and he basically ruined that and feels guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And also his brother's here. Who's like, just being like, you want coffee? And he's like, whatever I can afford my own coffee. I've, I've, as like very much like someone who likes to be independent. I very much related with Sean in this episode. Uh, if you offer yeah. me free coffee, I'll take it. I'm never turning down free shit ever. My, <laughs> my brother, my mom and I are all very similar and we all, we don't, we never really said I love you a lot, but we're all very like, we are like our love language is clearly like buying things for people yeah let me pay so, let me get this let me get that yeah, yeah so you should see if we like we ever go for lunch and all three of us like i'll get that i'll get that and then my brother will have to be like yeah i paid while i like went to the bathroom like i snuck off and like paid you know it's just like annoying uh yeah. annoying in that constant in that way, one so. up one-upsmanship and it's not that it's just like we all just want to be the person to pay to basically be like yeah love you yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> this is this is how i show my love accept yeah. this money here you go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> accept this free meal yep yeah, I I get it in one sense, Sarah, of like why Sean is like this, especially when he has a brother like Jack who grew up much more well off than he did. But it does feel very sudden, like all of a sudden Jack tries to buy him a coffee. He's like, I could pay for my own stuff. Like it very much feels out of nowhere. I understand. Really? Yes, I because think it's extremely like at for sean i mean the first time he met jack jack was like move in with me and sean was like um just because you're rich doesn't mean that you can buy my love so i feel like yeah. it's super like sean to be like no like don't give me charity also it's it reminds me i'm sorry jess one no, more no, no, thing it just reminds me also of that season one episode or season two episode the for Christmas, Christmas one. Mm -hmm. where uh, Corey tries to give him the basketball and he's like, I don't need your charity. It's super like Sean. Yeah. It's not that it's not, it's not that it's unlike him. It just feels like all of a sudden this episode, like he's had a bunch of episodes with Jack where like everything's cool. He seems to be fine. And then it's very, and I'm wondering if it is prompted by the Angela thing of like, um again nowadays it might be discussed differently on the show but like if sean does struggle with anxiety depression any one of those things if kind of whatever happened with angela put him in a rut that is now uh making itself known in other ways grace of like no i'm perfectly independent to pay for my own stuff jack i don't need you i don't need anybody there's also the thing i'm wondering though of like in terms of like um coming in pretty 
hard at the beginning of the episode with like this sort of attitude is also a little bit like, I mean, you two would be the experts of like, it's very sitcom-y. I feel like one thing I'll, I'll say, I uh, I have not been watching uh, along. I list, I've listened to, to podcasts that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this one. Um, but I don't think I've ever watched Boy Meets World in order. My like experience with Boy Meets World is very much like, in the syndication reruns or like yeah. whatever I caught. And so I actually like, I did not watch the episode before this, although I listened to the podcast. And so um, Sean coming in, it was actually like helpful for, for me. And I, I joke a lot recently that like, I sometimes want TV to think I'm dumber than I, than I actually think I am. Cause I just like, <laughs> when I'm watching something that I just like, and I feel like this worked for me of like, okay, I understand where we are in like their relationship. Uh, Cause it's like so immediately set. It felt very sitcom to be like, this is a thing you need to know for this episode. And, but we're going to do it in like a jokey way. We're going to like a lot of setup here. Yeah. That's how it felt to me, Sarah, like to, to your point of like, we have seen Sean be like this before where he doesn't want Corey's pity. He doesn't want anyone's charity because he knows his family doesn't have a lot of money, but they've survived. Right. Like this is a very common thing for Sean. It just felt very heightened at the beginning of this episode for good reason, because it's going to end up, mattering obviously it's almost mm-hmm. like when you watch a show and they're like previously on whatever and they show like little things from old seasons that you need to remember or little things from old episodes you need to remember it very much feels like a previously on with what we're seeing in the beginning of this episode like don't forget sean is very independent and doesn't like when people try to pay for things for him i was just yeah. watching a show that, that it's uh, like four episodes into the second season and the previously on was full of stuff from season one that was just like, you have to remember that this character exists yep. because they're going to show back up. And of course they like all show up back in the episode. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what it kind what, of yeah. felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into the episode. Uh, let's jump into the episode proper. So Corey and Sean are talking about getting some coffee, but again, Sean is like going through something. He's like, I'm at war with myself. What, why am I like the way I am? Um, and Corey's trying to tell him just relax. And this is when Jack comes in and offers to buy him coffee. He's like, what are you trying to say? He's like, what I'm trying to say is, Hey guys, buy coffee. (laughs) Jack has no idea what's going on. Um, with, with Sean. I don't know. I feel like I did love the closeness they had Sarah when they lived together. And I do feel like we've lost a little bit of that now that it is the thruple all together now. Yeah, uh, I do too. I think that we lost a few really good brotherly moments. Um, And I think that maybe like this adds to the prickliness too. Like maybe when they were living together, they were a little bit closer. And now that Sean is dorming, maybe there's some, I don't know, like they're not as close as they were when they were living together. I mean, they hang out, I guess, but are they only hanging out because of like because it's like the group you know it's the big group but i mean are they even hanging out as the big group i mean like, sean's been very like moody recently with the breakup and hanging out with gambling dan and all that stuff dan yeah yeah grace it does feel more like we've lost a little bit of the jack sean because jack eric and rachel have been basically their own storyline most episodes right um but it kind of sucks 
Yeah, can I tell you, uh, nobody will uh, steal a Jonathan Taylor Thomas's spot as number one Grace first crush uh, in my childhood. But Matthew <laughs> Lawrence really tried. He really tried to come for that spot. Uh, Worthy competitor. A, yeah, he's like, you know, he's on Adorable. the podium, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really like a awakening moment uh, for me is it when Matthew Lawrence uh, shows up as Jack on uh, Boy Meets World, I feel like. What's uh, the younger so, Lawrence brother's name? Uh, uh, we don't know. We don't want. There is an Andrew. There's a Joey. I think Joey's the older one who was. Joey's the older one. Andrew's the younger one. I was partial to Andrew as a child. Mm -hmm. Jessica, Um, uh, you talk about this all the time, but it makes no sense. Nobody is partial to Andrew. I was. He looks like a sock. Well, he looks like a sock. What does that mean? Actually, do you know what? This probably has come up before because I the other another appearance I've made on this podcast is uh, for Mrs. Delphire, which uh, yeah, we've talked about this before. Oh, we've talked about it. My theory is that with the Lawrence brothers. They're like a printer running out of ink. They get less and less attractive <laughs> as they go on. <laughs> Joey is the hottest one. Yeah, get I mean, out hottest. Of here with yes. that. Joey is uh, the hot. And this goes back to my thing. There's a difference between hot versus cute. Because yeah, Matthew's, Matthew's the cutest, cute. yes. but Joey's yes, the hottest. What is Andrew then? A the other one. <laughs> Okay, anyway, moving on. But uh, yeah, he's less yeah, less uh attention on on Jack uh since uh yeah, they all moved in together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just, you know, I I wish they were a little closer. Um and so yeah, he's just like, "Oh, I was just, you know, I was just I was just offering, you know. He's like, "I could buy my own coffee." Uh and so he's like, "Oh, let's like isn't this great? The three of us guys just having coffee. We never get to do that." And then of course Topanga is like, "Corey," and he's like, "See you later, got to go." Um and we hear about an old dude who has been basically running the the pool table. Um and this cracked me up in a whole different way this episode because there is an episode of Community, which I cover on Community Building, in which the actor who plays Chet Hunter is the billiards coach. Like yes, he, is, true. he is the billiards coach in the episode of Community. And this is so funny because he is like a pool shark, Grace, wow. in this episode. Blake Clark, the sh- the pool shark. I couldn't even get that sentence out. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> I, I, don't, I honestly Chet, yeah. I don't even want to try. It sounds like a big tongue twister. Blake Clark, the pool shark. Uh, also <laughs> plays uh, Slinky sure. the dog in Toy Story, in the Toy Story yes. 3 and 4 uh yes. yes took over for Ernest. Um, such an iconic voice mm-hmm. like uh i love pool a lot i don't play pool because i'm a millennial who has an apartment that's way too the barely fit big enough for me let alone like a pool table uh and pool like pool halls aren't really a thing i feel like because there's nuts no you know? i don't think many bars have pool tables anymore yeah but i used to work at a summer camp and our like favorite activities when we had nights off was we would go we would buy pitchers of beer we would sit around the pool tables play pool and uh, uh play songs on the jukebox which makes me sound like i went to a camp in the 1950s it does it was like the you know early 2010s so yeah i have a fondness for pool yeah. I've never been good at pool. I'm not, I can't do it. Um, it's, it's not a good when we went on like our mini honeymoon of sorts, when the world sucked and we couldn't really go anywhere cool. We got an Airbnb and it had a, it had like a pool table that had a ping pong table on top. So we, at one point we did remove the ping pong, which is far superior game for me personally. Mm-hmm. We did remove the ping pong table and we played pool. And after like one game, I was like, this isn't fun. Like, let's play. Can we go back to ping pong? This is terrible. I'm not good at this. Sarah, what about, what about you? Are you good at pool? Or are you no. a pool? 
Okay. No, I'm not good at any sport. Um, is pool a sport? It's like an activity. Oh, don't tell the pool people that's oh, a sport. They I think we could count it as a sport, I think. As okay. uh, someone who does officially does sports for Robin's Bucket. I think I, I think pool can count as a okay. sport. Yeah. Sorry, There's pool people. I mean, esports. I think I think when you're when you're saying esports is a sport, I think you gotta let pool. In. Okay. Yeah. There's tournaments, yeah. Jess. Like, yeah. there's huge national yeah. tournaments for pool. Is it all the same game where you just get like the stripes or the solids, and then I don't know. I mean, no, there's different other games. Well, I'll have to do an episode on pool now, but um, no. yeah, no, there's different games you can play. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But pool. yeah, cool well. pool. Uh, Sean overhears this, and he, I mean, who? can't recognize that voice of like <laughs> you know like super raspy <laughs> like laugh uh and he's just like oh do you think you could take him sean because sean is like the best pool player and he's like i don't know i haven't before and he's like oh you know the dude um it's like yeah he's, he's my father and so like Ch- chat is just hustling these college kids for money which is like a very chat thing to do he's like come on i'll let you break um and uh and so yeah of course sean goes over and he's just like why are you taking all these kids tuition money like what are you what are you doing here bud um and uh he says so sean i mean this is very common sarah for chet to be constantly on the move like he's never Mm -hmm. reliably been around maybe like a season or two like sean was living with him and he was reliably there but very common for chet to be on his way from a to b yeah, he's always on the go. He's always chasing Verna. We kind of get confirmation this episode that he doesn't even know where Verna is at this point. Um, she's still running away from him, and he's not a constant. Uh, and this has been a main source of uh, sadness for Sean and issue. And um, it really, you know... If we kind of learn how things from your childhood affect you as an adult because Sean's feeling like he's as unreliable as his father. And it's super sad because obviously we know that's not the case. Like Sean has the uh, has the want to be uh, stable and be in long-term relationships and all these things but it's really about like how your parents affect you and that kind of messes you up it's really sad yeah yeah it's this is i what i love grace is as much as spot meets world sucks at the continuity of topanga and Corey's relationship Mm -hmm. they really nail the continuity of sean and his family life and what he's been through very well in this show like he is by far the best written character in terms of like uh keeping it consistent it's the stuff that works for me that i like i it's some this like stuff totally pinged off like when i was you know sort of like looking for episodes it was like this one uh i was like oh yeah this one because it's some of the best like emotional stuff i think and, and like there's ways in which like yeah you could consider it like tropey of like yeah the, the kid's dad like keeps leaving and can't like you know we've seen that story a million times but for like me as a kid it's like the first time i'm seeing it uh probably i think um in terms of like my tv mo- and movie watching experience and it, it just works it works so well it's like uh you know um yeah how could like a father keep just like leaving um his kid i think like sean's anger during this episode is so is very 
well like earned in terms of like his dad kind of being a flake and also it's so sad because especially like watching it knowing what the outcome is mm-hmm. um is like you're like gosh this like is not going to be good for sean to like be yelling at his father uh before we know what will happen yeah Chad. this is like uh a child and a parent's worst uh, nightmare come yeah. true is like going out like they do i mean he does get a nicer moment with him but yeah it's it's really rough um and like sean's just like oh are you just passing through again he's like no i, I you know i'm staying i'm staying put i took up my life and i said shit now i went what <laughs> it's just like yeah uh and so he's like oh i i got a couple of boys i want to spend some time with you and sean as always very skeptical he's like you got fired didn't you and he's like no we don't need to nitpick you know <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> um and so uh so yeah so they're he's gonna be staying with them this um, to me i i don't have a sibling like i I have a great relationship with my parents i have a, like a fraught relationship with like at least two of my siblings where we're like not super close and that's like uh because like of an erosion of trust that took place over a long time and this is to me where like the heart of this like story is is that mm-hmm. like you want so badly to trust this person and and yet time and time again every time you've put trust in them uh or you didn't and they, they like proved true uh and like leave and so sean's just like inability to believe his anything his father says in terms of like i'll stay i won't take a job i'm not gonna leave is like uh, was very relatable to me in terms Mm -hmm. of like people who just continually hurt you and our family right and this thing of like there's a lot of like stuff out there but like you have to you have to like get along with your family and you know um which is all you'll have eventually blah 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 yeah is like the heart and i like i have a bunch of family I love and I have these two who I'm just like it's just like so hard to just keep being like all right you got to keep burning your trust and like it's hard for me to know if there's ever a line in which I should just be like yeah okay I fully trust you uh now it's it's yeah. like challenging yeah well I think it's made that much worse by the fact that Jack is here too and Jack mm-hmm. is Chet's son but Jack didn't experience everything Sean did. It'd be so different, Sarah, if it was right. Sean and Jack against Chet, right? Sean right. and Jack who went through this together. But Jack is in a completely opposite boat where he didn't have Chet growing up. And now he wants to make the most of this opportunity. And so he's way more willing to trust Chet. He is way more willing to give him all the rope he needs. Whereas Sean is keeping Chet on a super tight leash. And this is causing conflict between them, which is like even worse because if you're Sean, you feel like absolute crap because you're like, I don't trust my dad. My brother does. And my brother simply does not understand what I went through as a kid. And it's it's really heartbreaking. Yeah. When you're feeling a certain way about something, a big part of it is having somebody on your team to have your back to affirm the things that you're feeling and it's frustrating for sean not only because it's like you know jack didn't experience it he doesn't know and he's so in his own way convinced like give him the benefit of the doubt he's gonna stay this time and sean knows better he's experienced this i don't know dozens of times so not only does he not have his brother like backing up his feelings and basically he's being called negative but also he's just like i mean just wait like just wait you'll you'll see like he's not reliable he never stays it's um you know it puts sean in like such a place and and Mm -hmm. i don't i mean jack jack is has not had he's had a stable family like he has a stepfather that's been there for him and he has his mother that's been in 
his life as well, his entire life. Uh, they've been comfortable financially. They've had a totally different childhood, even though they're brothers. Yeah, and I think you can't blame either one of them, right? Like both of the way, both the way Jack and Sean are feeling is like super valid for their each individual their experiences on themselves. It's just the tension it's causing. It in I mean, you're already in a heightened moment of stress later in the episode, and then yeah. the amount of tension that's happening. It's just not great. Um, so Sean does end up eating Chet. And Sean, I would have kept all that money. Sean just like throws it on the pool table, Sarah. Like, what the heck? I would have just been like, thank you. See you later. College ah, These are starving college students. They're probably eating ramen, uh, which is fine. Like ramen's pretty good and it's only a <laughs> dollar. Yeah. But it's you can't fine. have ramen every night. So they need their money. Yeah. It's nice, nice for Sean to leave the money. So nice. The so nice. Yeah. What, a, what a gentleman. Yeah. It's like they say, isn't it like people who have less money are more likely to be willing to like give it away. So this is, mm-hmm. it proves that point. Um, and so, yeah. So he says, uh, everything I learned, I know from you and Chaz says, don't you forget it. Um, and so he says, oh, you're really staying then. He says, yeah, that's the plan. I'm so proud. I have two boys in college. Uh, he says he's going to go get him one of those Pembroke University sweatshirts. And he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. It's very cute. Um, And this is when we start to have the conflict between Jack and Sean, where he, like, they have the argument of Sean's like, he's not actually going to stay. He always says he's going to. He never does. And Jack says, he's staying. He said he's staying. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't know how to stay. Trust me. He won't be here by your next class. Like, he'll be gone. Um, And so Chet, <laughs> Chet wants a, he wants a tour, starting with the laboratory where they torture the mice. Why? Why, Chet? <laughs> gross some people are into that you know gross Uh, i do not go to science labs for that reason i didn't take biology i did not want to dissect anything you heard it here first science is gross science is a little gross gross. it is a little gross but wouldn't you rather look at rocks i'm not hurting any rocks if i do geology i don't want to do geology i know geology was terrible i got a c minus in that class (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty out on science. I should have just dissected the frogs, actually. I did dissect a frog in high school. Or middle school, school, Yeah, I'm talking about university. Oh, university. No, we didn't do any dissections in university. Did you take biology, though? Um, I took science classes but i don't know if I <laughs> you just took generic science class i took I, one of my classes was, was legitimately named oceans oh. i took wine tasting as oh. one of my science classes oh yeah that was I a science remember, class i don't remember most of it were you drunk mm-hmm. the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes one of it was one of the science classes that the arts majors could take yeah yeah it um and so he says we'll have dinner at steak and suds which sounds like you're going to eat and then get a bath. <laughs> you get a steak in the bath. I love a good steak in a bath, you know? We all, right? We I all just love feel that. Like it would right? be hard to cut it in yeah. the bath because okay. you're like kind of at so, an awkward angle. Here's the thing. I think uh, you were, uh, no, there's some people that I know who are on record as like big bath people. I typically, uh, I'll get into uh, my like the wave of nostalgia I had seeing Rachel uh, again and why that like, I feel like I was like, oh, yes, okay, I know. But like for me, as a very tall person, She's very tall. Uh, uh, baths don't really work great for me. I would love yeah. a bath. I love a bath when the bath is big. But the thing I've never really understood is when people are like, I'm going to read in the bath or I'm going to be doing. And I'm like, does it get all wet? Doesn't everything get yeah. wet? The move is so I love a bath. I'm more of a winter bather because mm. if it's mm. hot, I don't really want to sit in a hot bath. But 
the the thing is you got to first you got to get the bath bomb or some type of scented situation going on, mm-hmm. some kind of oils in the bath so that it's nice and like feels good on your skin. Mm-hmm. Then the move is depending on how your bathroom is set up. Our bathroom is so effing tiny. So teensy yeah. tiny. Yeah. I will prop up an iPad or tablet on the toilet and then you get, uh-huh. you get it all set up. You hit the play and then you don't have to worry about dropping things in the tub. Cause I'm with you. I would not read yeah. in the tub because I'd be very nervous about dropping the book in the tub. Yeah. I see people reading in the tub. I'm like that looks nice, but you can get the book wet. Yeah. Yeah. How do you not get your hands wet and then touch the paper? I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm with you. But I do think if I went to a place where they were like, okay, we'll make you steak, go ahead and get in your tub, get all cozy. <laughs> I would, you have, we have like special bath bombs for you. It. Okay, great. But then they come out and they cut the steak for you as well so that you don't have to worry about cutting the steak you, when you're in the tub. Do they, they don't feed, feed it to you? you. No, they, you, eat, no. you eat by yourself. That's one step too far. I think so. Okay. <laughs> for me, That's personally. the step too far. It's a bit too intimate for now, me to be having someone is there, to me. <laughs> is a hot any... tub situation. I feel no. Like oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a hot tub is nice. Is there any chance that the line was steak and spuds and Chet oh, messed up the line? Could be. Yeah, potatoes, I mean, like a potato that skin. That makes a stitched. lot more sure. sense. Okay, but let's live in the world where there's a place that you could eat steak in a bath. Uh, I, okay, you know I don't eat steak. I don't want steak anyway. I don't want steak in a bath. This is not a Dr. Seuss book. I don't want steak in a house. I don't want to eat steak, <laughs> steak with a mouse. mouse. Like, I I'm don't just, I just am going to read through some. I like to Google things. I'm just going to read through words that rhyme with suds because I want to see if there's anything else. Steak and studs? Would we go to steak and studs? This is like a magic mic situation. You get steak and then you watch people undress. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Steak and floods, which is where the water is just a little bit. Water continues to rise as you (laughs) You got to finish your steak. (laughs) Yeah. How much meat is too much meat at steak and studs? Oh, I'm limited. Limited meat. I want to do it. Steak and buds. Uh, Let's mean you're just you eating steak be, with your buds. Yeah, or you could be high. Oh, uh, or you could be ste- high. And steak and bloods, which steak does have blood in it, so that uh, seems redundant to call your place <laughs> the steak and bloods. On that. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's a steak restaurant for vampires. No garlic. Yeah. <laughs> and they're human steak. I still think I still think I want to have steak in a bath at some point in my life. Right. <laughs> that's that's your fighter that you're choosing in this. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Wait, okay. Um, one more one more thing. What would mm-hmm. you say if I tell you that the Michigan State University Spartan has a yearly event called Steak and Suds? Oh, what and do they do? What do they do? Uh that is a great question. Um, they just held the event we just missed steak and suds oh, man oh i feel this has been the first thing on the on the facebook page is cow appreciation day which i think for steak and su- i think like i don't think i think you just steer i think you just steer clear that's a that little one. insensitive steer clear steer clear. <laughs> there's just like a picture of like how the magic happens and there's just oh no happening. i don't want to know i don't the magic happens. There's just nothing happening. What I don't know mystery. what steak and suds is. Yeah. It's an event, but there's no way to know what it is. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well. Anyway. I hope everybody at MSD are having a great time with steak and suds. I'll see you for 2023. <laughs> oh my god. There's like old ladies, and it just says, "Let's get this party started." <laughs> 
what is happening? Here's the detail. Uh, this is an actual post. Here are the details about the event. Yes. Some things will be a little different. <laughs> so <it's laughs> <turned out laughs> no, 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 Grace. I want the original steak and suds. Yeah, we Stop want that right now. Well, they're trying to honor Bob Gerbel and Larry and Pat Smith. So I don't know. <laughs> okay, actually, things will be a little different this year. A little different. The, okay, can I just say that the Spartan like costume is he looks so angry. Like why yeah, is he, does. he frowning? Uh because they don't want to lose. Uh tickets for steak and suds is only $35. I feel like that's a really good deal. That's a great deal. Oh, they yeah, had an adopt a road cleanup. So cute. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the episode. So right, so they're gonna be a family now. Uh, and he says, Oh, it's it's gonna be on me, of course. Um, and so they do end up getting their steak, but Jack ends up paying. He's like, Oh, I wish you hadn't picked up the check. He's like, Ah, it's no big deal. You know, it is a big deal because Sean is pissed. He says, He says it was on him. Why do you have to be such a show off? And he says, He'll get it next time. Uh, and I don't know, Grace, how do you feel about this? I feel like Jack doesn't get it. Um, I would agree that Jack doesn't get it, but also has this like brotherly instinct, right? To be like, uh, knows like, I feel this is like if I'm again, like it's like if I can afford to do it, I can I'll just do it. But it, maybe it, it does come off rude. Maybe I'm rude sometimes when I try to pay for things. Uh oh, <laughs> revelations. Uh -oh. On the oh no, I gotta go. I think <laughs> make some amends. Mm. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Is it? Is it bad of Jack to to pay here? Like, should no. he have let? I just, I wonder if, like, what if Chet is saying this and then he couldn't afford to pay? Like, then it's just even more awkward for everyone. Uh, I, I mean, I think that it's typical for Chet to be like, oh, it's on my boy. It's on me, boys. But I don't know. Jack has the means. Might as well let Jack take it over. I understand, like, Sean did, I mean, I understand Sean's frustrations. Chet did say that they were going to take him out, but, and once again, it just proves that Chet's unreliable and he doesn't, you know, execute what he says he's going to do, but just let the kid pay. It's fine. There, he's rich. She got so much money. That trust fund is bursting at the seams. There's a lot of zeros in that bank account. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, Sean doesn't like it. He's like, you're showing off. Uh, so Jack wants to do every every Thursday, Steak and Sons. <laughs> it's only it's an annual event, Jack. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's annual. <laughs> Apparently Jack didn't know. Uh, but of course, we have Chet saying he's going to be there. Sean saying, oh, don't hold your breath. Um, and so uh, Anyway, so this is when it's so weird. Look what somebody left in your house. I've been to three county fairs, two pig stink stickings, and a goat rope. And this is uh, this is when he see, says sees Rachel. This is what he's. I never seen anything like you. Uh, this is this is like Chet gets a little weird where he's just like, did they tell you my wife passed on and I'm starting to date again? I'm just kidding. I love the dear woman wherever the hell she is. <laughs> Yeah, weird dad, weird dad, awkward dad. Stop like, it. come on, dad, stop, please, stop Don't talking. My roommate, dad, stop. Yeah, Don't like Yuck. it. Yuck. Um, uh, yeah, but it is sweet because Rachel does ask, "Oh, can I get a picture of you all, all three of you together?" And so all three of them stand together for a photo, which is going to come into play later in the episode. I do think Sarah, this episode does a really great job of it's a twenty-something minute episode of television, but there are a lot of like 
tiny breadcrumbs they yeah. they drop along the way that all kind of come back in at the end yeah i think that they do a really good job with this episode um it's a full full circle moment they really tell yeah. a complete story in 20 minutes yeah so they all take a picture together um and so <laughs> chet wants to get a one of jack and rachel together grace like come on you and my future daughter-in-law yeah, so awkward, weird, yeah weird weird uh, and then of yeah. course this is when eric comes in and he's very upset about it yeah um i i so i just want briefly want to comment on rachel and how much i love uh i i, I don't remember a time but i remember her being very tall and being like oh tall woman on the tv show it's very cool me too that. grace yeah. this is exactly how yeah. i felt but then going back okay so for this season i would say sarah and i have been slightly disappointed in that all of like Rachel's storylines are always with the thruple and it's right. nine times out of 10 it's Eric and Jack are in love with Rachel and they're fighting for her affections. That's yeah, like 90% of their story. And we thought it could be cured if they just became a thruple. Grace, what do you think about this? Ooh, some polyamorous in 1990s. Yes. Uh, yeah, that would work. That's great. Yeah. Why not? It would take out a Why lot of the that? like awkward tension and like fighting over Rachel, you know, mm -hmm. cause they would just be a happy little thruple. Yeah. That'd be good. And I want to clarify, it's not an anti-Rachel sentiment. It's an anti-Eric yeah. and Jack sentiment that yes. they are just drooling over Rachel all the time. And she doesn't, It's and it's anti-writer sentiment too, because we've gotten really annoyed that like side characters that we want to know more about, like Angela and Rachel, really get pushed to the side a lot. But also it took us, what, like four and a half episodes to get a storyline about Topanga. So if that, so. Yeah, it took us a I long mean, time. I mean, it's. Boy Meets World doesn't care about the girls. Uh, like boy, boy Meets World. Yeah. <laughs> They're really focused on the boys. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so then they're asking Chet when he's leaving. Uh, so he gets a, uh, he gets a phone call and um, he immediately, he's just like, oh, oh, really? Well, how much are they paying? Well, let me get back to you, Tommy. And Sean immediately knows. He's like, oh, when are you leaving? He's like, yeah, I just got offered the best job I ever had dealing blackjack in Vegas. But you didn't hear me say I was going to take it, did you? He's like, well, I didn't hear you turn it down. Pretty uh, good, he's like, Sean. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm just keeping my options open. And like, Sarah, it's really evident at this point that Sean is spot on. That like, he, he, yeah. he was planning on taking the job. Oh, absolutely. He was planning on taking the job. He was in between jobs. He, we know that he just kind of floats honestly he's probably floating for some place to stay for a few days until he gets his rate like his like situation in order mm -hmm. um and once again it just shows that he's unreliable yeah yeah he's consistently inconsistent <laughs> um so is this how you get jobs at a at a at a vegas uh like a casino just they just like him. somebody just knows a guy <laughs> i think it's i know a guy called... named chet who could be a dealer if you want honestly that he would make a great baby. blackjack dealer he would he would be great yeah he's very personable but like he's kind of the person this is mean sounding he's kind of a personality where like you don't want to be around him for more than like a half an hour so like getting up from the blackjack table after a half an hour you're like that guy was fun he was great well, I think that they want you to stay at the black table for a lot longer than half an hour. <laughs> yeah, you need a person <laughs> We just, you know, we went to Atlantic City. The best person that was there that was dealing stuff was this like really nice lady, and we wanted to stay with her all the time. But then they move, they move them. Yeah, they, they move rotate. Them a lot. Yeah. It's very disappointing. Yeah. 
Um, and so this is when Sean starts to freak out. He says, so like you, you always do this over and over and over again. You come into town, you make all these promises. And just when I think we're actually going to get close, you take off again. Uh, and he says, oh my God, I'm you. Uh, he says, I can't keep a relationship. I drive all my friends away. I hurt everybody I care about. Um, and this is when like Jack tries to step in. He's like, Hey, take it easy. He's like, no, this isn't concerning you. And he's like, he's my father too. Uh, and so Chet says, fine, I'll talk to Tommy. I'm not going to take the job. Are you happy? And this is when he starts holding his chest. And like anybody who's seen any TV knows exactly what this means. This is a sign of a heart attack. Uh, and we get like, this is really like, this goes to a commercial break here where Sean's like, dad, dad is, he's like falling over. It's like, this is such an intense episode for a like children's sitcom grace, like to, to end and go to a commercial break right here. Yeah. There's a couple of them in this episode. That's like, uh, they end on sort of the like emotional beat, but I think it works because you got to come back after the commercial break. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of commercial breaks, let's take a quick one. We will be right back and then we'll get it all into uh, Chet in the hospital. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. Uh, we start back with, this feels very relatable, um, with Jack and Sean in the hospital where Jack is the one handling all of the paperwork. Sean is an emotional wreck. I mean, not, this is no judgment. It's just like, he is having a really tough time dealing with all of this. And Jack is trying to make light of this, Sarah, by being like, oh, my hand is going to fall off. I had to fill out so much paperwork. And Sean doesn't take this as a joke. He's like, what are you talking about? Why are you complaining about forms? He just had a heart attack. Well, yeah, I think that, I don't know. I think that Sean, there's like, he's, there's just like how people handle stress. Everyone handles it differently. Sean is actively upset. And the fact that he doesn't see Jack matching um, how stressed out and upset he is just makes him even more agitated. Um, Jack is trying to keep it cool. If there was two people that were, you know, outwardly visibly upset, then they wouldn't be able to focus. Like in these types of situations where um, it's it's really scary, you need to have someone to unfortunately like focus and get things done. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. sucks. Like, I mean, it, it stinks, but somebody has to kind of be grounded and fill out the paperwork someone and, has to do it yeah somebody has yeah, to fill out the and, paperwork you know be more focused and he it's not like he's trying to keep light of it he's just and it's not like he's not taking it seriously but there just sadly always has to be somebody that has to keep their cool in, in the situation and even like when i've been in situations where i see somebody else that's really going through something even if i'm feeling it i siphon what i'm feeling in order to be the the strong one quote unquote Mm-hmm. It just it's just mm-hmm. how it is. I don't know. It's never fun in these situations. Yeah, I relate like a a lot with um with Jack here. The like 
kind of like he's not like he doesn't make a joke at the expense of chat right. like his dad he makes a joke that like boy my arm is really you know so like i and i'm somebody who like definitely uses like humor as a coping mechanism um as as well um and definitely like worry about whether like in some situations like whether that's like feels appropriate or or not but i feel like from like your brother to be like you're not taking this seriously enough is like a bit of like everybody has their own like way of like trying mm -hmm. to work through something that's happened so i feel like it's kind of unfair from i don't Sean think that in this situation yeah i don't think jack could have said anything in any capacity right. without yeah. sean blowing up at him yeah yes uh and sean's excuse is well you're not going through what i am and it's it's hard because sean they're they're both going to be grieving for two very different reasons later in this episode sean because of the fact that he didn't think his father was around a lot or enough when he was a kid and his father wasn't maybe the father he wanted him to be and jack because he didn't get to spend as much time with chet he missed out on a lot of opportunities whereas sean is like well i did have the opportunities to hang out with him but they weren't necessarily always joyous and so we're kind of getting the fighting between that of like sean saying well you don't he's your father but you weren't around him so you don't understand which isn't again i think sean is really going through it and what he says probably isn't exactly what he means in this episode because he is going through such a tough time. Um, but it's still like especially brutal. Like Jack didn't, you know, Jack didn't do anything wrong. And so it's really hard to see Sean say some of this stuff to him. One thing that I thought was a bit interesting in terms of like watching Sean again, I have not like been watching a ton is I was surprised that there was such a lack of like uh Corey and and Sean in this in this episode. Yeah. And maybe that's like coming in the next um episode but like to me i i actually like you know and the show obviously like also wants to build conflict and they want to build a little bit of conflict here between like uh sean uh and jack and obviously like this stuff happens too sometimes you say stuff to people that you like you shouldn't have said this in this moment and and you might in real life but like i feel like this is a very like a situation where like sean basically needs like Corey basically to like be able mm -hmm. to like vent about the stuff that he finds annoying about uh, his brother and to be able to like process it. I, I guess I'm actually what I'm, you know, Corey or a therapist <laughs> like advocating for therapy of like, yeah, yeah these are sometimes, sometimes you have to like choose who to say things to, right? Like I talk about like my fraught relationship with my brother. I have another brother who I do not have a fraught relationship with. And the amount of times like we will watch an event happen. And then later I will go to my other room being like, that was annoying. Uh, you know, that was very frustrating uh, during uh, that uh, encounter. I do that way more often than being like to my other brother being like, you should stop being the way you are. You know, uh, I go to my other <laughs> yeah. brother later. I'm like, it can be frustrating when he acts that way, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I think it's more, they need a middleman. Like yeah. Corey needs to be there to translate what Sean is saying to Jack because it's not coming out in the way Sean really means it, you know? Um, and so, so yeah, so they, they open the door, let's go see Chet and he has his own room and Jack's like, oh, I just thought it would be nice if he had his own room. And so Sean says, whatever it costs, I'm paying half. And Jack's like, no, no, don't worry about it. He's like, no, listen, because uh, his Jack's stepfather, I think this is a bad call. I think Jack should just pretend like it's not his stepfather chipping in. But he says, my stepfather's willing to help out. And Sean immediately takes this the wrong way, Sarah. And he says, my dad and I do not need charity from your family. Oh, gosh. Uh, like, I, I. It's hard to defend Sean in these moments because I just like, you know, I, I, I disagree, but also how can you tell somebody that's going through so much yeah. that they're wrong? 
it's so it's such a hard place and um yeah i i i really empathize with sean here because he's he has a lot of emotions swirling in here there's there's a lot going on it it sucks yeah. but also he's being really crummy to jack and jack is just trying um also i i think that i think that chet would have been okay with sharing a room but yeah, i feel like jack maybe should have like you know looped sean in you, you know think so? as well i yeah, think so maybe. i i think so too i think jack is doing what he thinks is best by just taking care of things um but without knowing chet and sean well enough to know that he would have an issue with this chet doesn't care but sean yeah. takes it as a personal affront um they're kind of both wrong which is interesting I, well like hmm. you know wrong yeah and, no they and both also are... and also like right as you were saying before but like people who are going through something like it's a valid they both have valid responses to that yeah that's why yeah. i think this is such a, a really interesting episode and a very unique episode for again a children's tv sitcom to yeah. be handling so juggling so many things and teaching so many lessons all in one episode um, of like, they both can be both right and wrong because of what they're going through in this particular moment. Um, when um, Sean is like, how much does it cost? He's like $2,000 a night. And he's like, I have $20. Uh, have you ever gotten into a store and you like, don't know the store you're like browsing and you like, <laughs> look down. like I was in a store a few weeks ago and I was like, Oh, dude, look at the jeans. You know, it's like, Oh, $400. Okay, pretend like you belong and now have changed your mind. Like, hang out for a bit, you know? Like, don't, don't leave like, the store immediately. Yeah, don't leave. You got to play it cool. You got to like, you know, yeah. I felt very much related. I felt very, mm -hmm. like, that's the same thing of like. My favorite thing to do is like, because I don't really shop around with people who would pay $400 for jeans. So it's usually whoever I'm with, I'll show them and be like, can you believe that this is $400? Yeah, that's insane. That's a lot like, of jeans. The uh, person will come like, can I help you? It's like, yeah, I can't nope. afford your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> you can help me by giving me $350 so that yeah. I can afford your jeans, actually. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so Sean is just like, are they out of their minds? Like, because it's, two, again, $2,000. Um, And uh, then we go, like, there is a... a very tiny tiny storyline b i don't know why they even included this uh, but we I have it. yeah it's stupid Corey is reading vows uh for ours is a love unlike any there has ever been or ever will be what i feel for you transcends love itself as two souls become one on this our wedding day so Corey thinks he's reading topanga's vows sarah topanga wrote Corey's vows for him then what's the point then just do those normal vows that or yeah. just like cookie cutter, whatever the ones that you find Honor online, and whatever the hell. Well, don't in, in something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> something, know something, times. yada yada. <laughs> um, yeah, Topanga doesn't have to write Corey's vows if she doesn't trust him that he's gonna pull together a cohesive speech. Yeah, then, I don't. Then ahead, don't sorry. do vows. Just don't. I don't do vows. like how she's just like, okay, Grace, like on the spot. Then give me vows. Like let him. Yeah, she didn't have to, to write them out. Yeah, she didn't come up with this on the spot. Yeah, what do we think of Corey's vows on the spot? Sometimes two people who love each other are in love, and because love of it. that love, they love each other. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. Two points. Yes. It's a thing here. that, for, like, probably would like get half the people. Like half the people that would be like, "Oh, that's beautiful." <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Well, I guess Topanga is afraid because we just heard Corey's poetry. <laughs> ah, Topanga. Yeah, that 
<laughs> so we know we know what kind of writer Corey is. So maybe she was just trying to avoid that situation. I suppose. Um, but so they're talking about uh, for they're going to honeymoon in Bermuda. Um, and uh, it's a perfect climate. Fabulous food. Uh, a lot of snorkeling. And Corey's just like, I don't want to be in the ocean. I want to be in the room a lot. And like, this is so awkward because Topanga asks why. And again, uh, Angela is in the room at this moment. I thought we should mention that. Um, because Corey, uh, Topanga asks, why are you so obsessed with sex, Corey? He's like, because I don't get any. And it's like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> this is so unusual for them to ha be having this conversation. It, it is very uncomfortable. But I mean, I... I, I guess I don't hate, I mean, it's sort of weird because it's like, at the same time, it's like doing the like guy obsessed with sex thing and then also being like, yeah, but I don't get any, <laughs> get any sex. Uh, very weird uh, humor choice in Boy Meets World. Especially because this is like the storyline B when we're about to get into like way more serious stuff. That's just... the only thing that I really was like irritated about because they were, the the juxtaposition was just so weird. I didn't like that, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I understand why Corey's so frustrated. He's been waiting sixteen years. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so uh, he says. This is when he gets the phone call, um, and uh, Topanga says, "Is my patient little Corey cute?" Uh, and Angela says, "He's not going to be so cute when his patient little head explodes." Mm. It's like, okay. Uh, but this is when they find out that Sean's father had a heart attack. Um, and uh, Chet is awake. Uh, they tell him he had a heart attack. He's like, oh, what happened? Did you hit me? Um, and uh, he says, you got your own room. And Chet says, that can't be good. Uh, but this is when Sean tells him that Jack paid for it. He's out there filling some forms. Um, and this is when Sean is about to like talk to Chet about what he said in the apartment. Um, and of course, like, can you give a man and his son like two seconds alone before you just come bur bursting in Eric and Rachel? Grace, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, give him a moment. Yes, yeah, a little, a little, little rushed, uh, job here. I think just wait a moment, yeah. but where's yeah. the security? Security. <laughs> security. <Call> security. <laughs> security. Security. There's supportive people here. Yeah. Bothering me. Take them away. <laughs> Um, and so Rachel thought that her cake, uh, caused his heart attack. Her cake of death it was um, rich. Yeah. She thought it was a contributing factor. It was very rich. Yeah. It was a double chocolate cake or with chocolate whipped cream. on chocolate. Yeah. That's, that's very rich. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. Mm -hmm. oh. Uh, and they're saying, oh, it was, you know, we were so, so sad. Like it was so scary. Your eyes bugging were bugging out of your head. It was totally cool, man. Uh, <laughs> too much too much it's a lot and then of course chet's being creepy to rachel again he's like oh be, i'm uh, a life it's a life worth living just to look at that lovely face of yours um so he does ask for a favor from rachel tomorrow's jack's birthday can you pick him up something nice for me and she says oh i have the perfect thing which will come back into play later mm -hmm. um and so they say okay try to relax get some sleep um and Jack says, this is great. Like, you know, maybe this is a blessing in disguise. He's going to have to slow down now, right? And, of course, Sean feels very the same as he did before. Uh, the second he gets out of here, he's going straight to Vegas. And, yeah, Gracie, he does turn out to be right. That's his he's plan. Right. 
he's right. Uh, he knows his dad. I mean, Sean's right. Yeah, he knows his dad. I mean, there's a uh, you know this. Uh, we covered uh, a succession. Uh, Jess, there's mm-hmm. a the runner of that show is like people don't change is my fundamental belief. Uh, and so yeah, it's like to, Chet's not going to change. He's going to keep doing what he always does. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so he says, uh, don't say that you don't know. And Sean says, I do know him. I am him. Uh, and he says, I'm exactly like him. We're brothers, but we're not close at all. And it's super sad. But of course, this moment gets interrupted. We always have people getting interrupted, Sarah, because the Matthews are here and Mr. Feeney is here. Um, Mr. Feeney is so kind. He's like, don't worry about school. Take all the time that you need. Take care of your dad. Take care of yourselves. Uh, we're here if you need us. Yeah. Feeney's being a really good support system and he tells them, don't worry about it. Like checks like a really strong guy. He owes me a game of pool. We got this blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see everybody come out for this. We got the Matthews parents. We even got Morgan. We got Feeney. We got the whole crew here in yeah. support of Chet. I like yeah. this. I like this. I think it's like, it's good. I was saying like, uh, there's maybe not for me enough of like, uh, anything else going on in this episode. Um, but I do like everybody being there for Sean and Jack. I think it's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Mr. Feeney is just like, God, he's the best. He's always he's great. He's always sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we see Chet hitting on the nurse. Uh, I'm dating this tall, beautiful redhead, but I drop her in a second for you. Sweet buns. And the nurse just says, you repulse me, which I was like, well, good for you. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> she says, well, he's alert. Um, and so this is when we have a uh, Feeney saying like, oh, we got a 50, 50 bucks on a game of uh, a game of pool. And he's like, I'll let you break. This is like, this is his hustle is letting the people break. Um, and so he, he asks Alan for a favor. Can you look after my boys after I'm gone? We think, oh, he must be talking about like, if I die, you know, wash them when I'm gone. No. He's talking about moving to Vegas. Um, And Alan, again, is like, wouldn't you rather be here? Again, I feel bad for Alan Grace because this is now like the second time this has happened. Whereas before it was Chet took off after Verna, leaves Sean with Alan and is like, hey, can you look after my kid for a while? And it ends up being months. Yeah, I kind of feel like Alan maybe should be more like, I feel like somebody needs to just like, it's funny because it's Sean is the one being like, you know, you're just going to keep believing, but I feel like he, like he almost needs that from somebody who's not Sean, because he feels like the more that Sean's like, you're just going to go. I feel like the more Chet is like, yeah, you're probably right. Like I'm probably not a good father for you. I feel like, you know, a little bit of like that, like whatever. So I feel like he needs someone to be like, like the line of like, he needs you. He doesn't need me. Um, or whatever, whatever that line is, um, I think is really good. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe he could have said it in a way that's like more force, like more like, what are you doing? Like a bit of a wake up call for, for Chet. Um, yeah. But I like the line. I was like, he, you know, they don't need me. They need you. Um, yeah. I wonder yeah. if part of it is Alan is like, gosh, the guy just had a heart attack. Like, I don't, I don't want to be like too rough on him. Um, but yeah, he does say, of course, I'll look after them, but I'm not the one they need. So he, yeah. he does say a little bit of something. Um and so Sean comes out and, uh, yeah, he says, oh, it, you know, Chet might need bypass surgery. Um, and so, uh, they go in and see him. 
uh, and we have Sean talking to Corey. So finally we get like, cause this makes a lot of sense, right? Like Sean and Jack aren't the closest, but Sean and Corey have always been like brothers. Um, and he says, I should be in there putting my arms around him and telling him I love him, but I can't, I'm still so angry at him. Um, and Corey, who's been there through all of this with Sean, it says, you know, all these years he's been blowing in and out of your life, but you got him right in there. He isn't going anywhere. Maybe I'm not the one you should be talking to. Um, it's like fair, fair advice, Sarah, to be giving Sean at this moment. I, I mean, their friendship is the best, isn't it? Um, uh, this yeah. is what you need for, this is what Sean needs. He just needs a friend. Um, it's a really nice moment mm-hmm. between the two of them. And I don't yeah. know, Corey's able to give as much perspective as he can. He's never really lost anybody, but. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he remember he lost the like lunch lady and he was like, I've never lost anybody before. This is like really hard for me. Um, yeah, we don't see a lot of hardship I- for young Corey. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was saying before, I said that like this episode doesn't have enough Sean because I think this stuff is really good and also like, uh, but like this, like this and the vow, like I, I almost need to remove all the vow stuff because I feel like there's you so, should like, just remove the vow stuff. It doesn't make sense in this episode. Yeah, because I feel like you could get some really good like there. The thing that's like interesting i think in this is like the this the storyline with like chet and sean and jack works really well and anytime you're like pulling people into that for the most part it's like it works for me in terms of like the way feeney uh is like bouncing off of what's happening with chet the way alan is like being like this is not who they need like i feel like if you could like center like this almost feels like a big enough episode like it's weird that the vow stuff is in here because i think if you like centered everybody else's storyline and like this is one of those things that happens and affects like sort of everybody in different ways Mm -hmm. um would be a more effective use of of sort of like everybody else in this uh, in this episode if that makes sense. yeah because even people like topanga and angela like we don't even have an angela and sean moment which is weird we definitely should have that here yeah although probably maybe they're like saving it for the next like if because like the way this episode is i almost wonder too whether does it does it work if you like i think you can take some of the emotional beats that happen and put them before his like he has a heart attack and then the heart attack is just like he doesn't have like two heart if that makes sense like i think there's yeah. a lot i think the way this is structured was a little bit strange in terms of like him having a heart attack and then because sometimes you're like maybe that's more realistic that like he has a heart attack it doesn't like it doesn't mean he's he's he dies but then when he's in the hospital he does but like i feel like this is a show you can just make it all up uh and i feel like there's potentially like way more like and so but I, with i don't know for sure if that were without having seen the next episode to see because they definitely right. they just end on like he's he's dead and then the next episode i'm sure is like all the fallout from from chet's death right right so, it just yeah. feels like we didn't need the vow stuff when we could have had more people interacting with sean or jack you know mm-hmm. um and so they go back into chet's room and jack has like oh i you know i was gonna get a nurse for him for when he goes home and he's like and so of course we have sean pushing back this feels very common um when you have a family member who is might need some type of aid or care when they get out of the hospital i feel like this is so common where you have one family member who is like i can handle this we don't need anybody and the other one who's like no we need we need somebody Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and of course sean says i can take care of him and jack says no he needs professional care um and uh and jack says i'm just trying to take care of things and sean says i guess it's easy to be efficient when you're not feeling what i am uh and again rightfully so fair enough jack says don't tell me how i'm feeling i'm his son too and this is when sean goes into i mean i think Ryder strong 
one of the most talented actors on the show. Um, I feel like anytime we get a very emotional scene with him, it's so well earned. Like you just, you can feel how he's feeling in his portrayal of Sean. Um, and he says, well, when you were a little kid, did you sit next to him while he watched TV all night long, hoping that he'd say something to you? Did you ever once clean up after him when he came home drunk? And when he didn't come home at all, did you lay in bed thinking it was something you did that drove him away? When he was gone, did you walk around and make believe that everything was okay when inside it was tearing you apart? Did you? And Jack says, no, I didn't get to do any of those things. I knew I had a father and he was gone from me my whole life. Um, John says, you turned out okay. Uh, and he says, look at you. You know who you are. You deal with things. Me, I'm just another version of him. And this is when Sh uh, Chet reveals that he's awake. Mm -hmm. um, Grace, this feels spot on to what we have seen from Sean across these six seasons. Like, we've seen some of these situations. We've seen mm -hmm. Sean trying to have a like a real, true conversation with Chet and feeling like they don't have that type of relationship to be able to do that. It's so... I mean, this stuff is very compelling to me again, because I said that thing earlier about like, neither of them are, are, they both kind of feel like they're like in the wrong and they're, and what they're saying is very valid. Um, one of the things that I feel like is my relationship with my brother. So I'm, I put myself much more in the, like, I'm much more of a Jack than I think I am a Sean. And I think that like in this scenario, one of the things that like, as I'm watching this scene, it's like that can my one of the things my my brother does really well is like making every situation out to so that he is the victim which sometimes he is the victim in the situation but it's like every time it, that's the way like the situation is said and so like it's tough here where like Jackson don't tell me like how I'm feeling and then I'm like well here's how I'm feeling and it's worse than how you're feeling mm -hmm. um which I feel like is so unfair to say to your like it's 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 so unfair to say to your sibling I think of like uh like, well, I feel worse than you do. And and here's how I've had it worse um, is, is tricky. And it's also like, these are all valid things that Sean can feel um, and like think suck and we're bad, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it, Sarah, is like wishing we had people like Eric for Jack and Corey for Sean in these moments, because I think they're comparing their grief to one another. And yeah. I think it's just like so they they both have reasons, valid reasons to be grieving, but they're such different way, like yeah. different reasons to grieve. And so I yeah. think they need best friends versus brothers that didn't grow up together to to bounce it off of, you know. Yeah, but also it's kind of that like family obligation to be there yeah. for your siblings or for your family members when something like this goes on. Um and it's almost becoming like competitive like well i'm more sad than you because of this no like i am having a harder time because of that and you know they're kind of both in like invalidating each other of what they're going through so mm -hmm. um but also it's just like it's super realistic because when you're in this high stress situation or you're on the cusp of losing somebody that you care about especially somebody that's the connecting factor between these two men um mm -hmm. i i understand like the stakes are high you say things that you don't really mean the stakes, um, and, studs and, studs, studs? The stakes, <laughs> the stakes and studs are really really oh, high <laughs> um so i think it, the show does a really good job like portraying a realistic um 
like family relationship between two people that are losing somebody that are close to them they're 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 grieving not only like the the fact that their father is like sick and and unwell Mm -hmm. but also like grieving for both of them like what they can't have like that that relationship that both of them have never had and and sean is like doubtful that this is going to be the moment he could have it but i think there's also a part of him that like would he want his father to prove him wrong like absolutely he would absolutely want his father to like just hang around uh for a bit you know and and jack too uh clearly wants that relationship is like not worried about him leaving because he's never left on him before uh to the same extent that it's always happened to sean and it's thinking like oh well if he does actually stick around i could actually like have a relationship with him and the fact that they like because he's sick they might both lose out on that too yeah yeah, yeah. and so this is the moment chet wakes up and uh and of course sean i mean immediately i'm sure sean is like oh shit like he he heard everything i said and Chet immediately says, I'm sorry I didn't do right by you, son. I'm a lousy father. Uh, and he says, you've been saying it your whole life. I just never listened to, to like any of the stuff Sean just said. Um, and Sean says, I've really, I've really screwed up, dad. Um, it's like I'm watching myself do these things that I hate and I can't stop them. Uh, why couldn't you just stick around? Wasn't I good enough for you? And it's, it's awful, but it's so real like all of these things that both of them are saying are so real where like we've all been sean where we do i we hate ourselves for doing things but we can't stop doing them sean hates himself for pushing people away but he can't stop doing it and it's i mean all of these characters could benefit from therapy everyone can benefit from therapy but this is something certainly he would be talking about with his therapist right um and and chet saying like no sean i wasn't good enough for you like they both are in this position where like Chet didn't stick around because he thought he was a crap father and it's cyclical. Uh, and because he didn't stick around, he was a crap father, Grace, because yep. he didn't mm-hmm. stick around for his son. Yep. And then yeah. Sean thinks that he's like, a you know, not worthy of, of love. And then therefore is like starting to repeat, like he's going to now repeat the behavior of his father. Cause he doesn't think like he's worthy of love. Like it's so it's really tragic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so real. Like this is Sarah, this is a storyline we would see in a full-on drama like played out in a drama and i feel like it's such a testament to the show that they could pull this off in like 20 minutes like 22 minutes and it's because we've built up the character of sean and his relationship with his father over these six seasons that they're so successful at it yeah it, it truly and you know the continuity was great i i do think that there's only one character they could have done this with, and it's Sean because he's the most thought out character, even more so than Corey. And I think there's only one actor that could have pulled this off, especially out of the kids. And I think that's Ryder Strong. We've been applauding him since the very beginning. The strongest actor, the most compelling, you know, child actor. And I think that they are able to give these scenes to Sean because of writer strong and once again like this type of monologue just goes back to when mr turner was nearly dying like that was a really impactful um Mm -hmm. really like heart-wrenching scene and writer strong just does it and it's kind of crazy because um you know we're learning that writer strong was just like not very happy in these years especially in the end years with being sean hunter and he does such a beautiful job and maybe it's because he wanted more serious material while ben savage was more interested in being like the funny guy mm-hmm. yeah 
Can I, I say that I, we said the vow stuff didn't work for me? I also like, despite it not working, I also there's a lot of stuff in this. Like, like Corey has very little doing this. He's he actually uh, I forgot how good of a just a, like a comedic actor uh, he is. Like when he's like, uh, so he's good. like we, when he's like, uh, we don't do this. Just like us guys hanging around getting coffee, and then Topanga calls and he's like, oh well, I'll see you later, and he walks up. Like it's like the writing isn't yeah. like the strongest. Like there's you know, but uh, he is very funny. Uh, I have to say. As for as much as we give writer strong praise for his like dramatic acting, I feel like we've heaped so much praise onto uh, Ben Savage for his comedic timing and comedic so acting because even from season one, Sarah, I think we were like, oh my god, this guy's so funny. Like he grows yeah. even to be even better. But like I, I'm still picturing, gosh, I don't know if it's season like two or three when we have like old man Corey in his old man voice and just how much I laugh hearing it now like i could rewatch those scenes when he's when he's the old man like stealing the splenda and the biscuits and everything and putting <laughs> him in his sweater like it's so yeah. good yeah i mean that i guess of course like ben savage Corey matthews super amazing comedic timing and i once again i give props to the producers and i give props to the directors knowing what they have with these kids and you know letting them excel what they're really good at um yeah. so they struck gold for sure yeah. it's a little bit of a shame though that they also like they don't go on to super huge success after this but um, yeah yeah well i think some like for writer strong i'm pretty sure like it was like a choice right like right. he he leaned more into like writing and and maybe like i'm yeah. maybe even like producing and stuff right so yeah. um writing directing directing that's what it was yeah yeah um, ben's off doing his lifetime movies i'm not laughing at that i'm laughing at sorry i'm not laughing at the fact that he's doing lifetime movies i'm referring to um once again the the new boy meets world podcast and the accidental intentional shade that uh daniel yeah, like why wasn't ben savage in the podcast well he's too busy doing lifetime movies <laughs> right. yeah, yeah she kind of said it like that so that's yeah. kind of what i was laughing at i love lifetime movies and hey that jewish lifetime christmas movie that he did for hanukkah was phenomenal there you go yeah um so yeah so uh sean says i need you dad and chet says i need you too son uh and this time boys i'm staying i'm not going anywhere not this time uh, he says, I feel like you're the only one who can help me. We're a family. It's about damn time we started acting like one. So this is when Jack says, oh, or excuse me, Chet says, Jack, you have a birthday coming up. So he gets it. He gives him a present that Rachel had bought and wrapped and looks great. Well, lovely wrapping, Rachel. Yeah. Um, open it up and see what I got you. And this is when Chet suffers a second heart attack and they have to call in uh, for a doctor. Uh, and he says, I'm sorry, Sean. Um, and like Sean's freaking out and I'm pretty sure this is again where we go to another commercial break and I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, not that I had to suffer through a commercial break cause I'm watching on Disney plus, but like, mm -hmm. damn, like if I was watching this in syndication, what are you doing to me? Boy meets world. This is so rough. The timing. It's rough. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to mm -hmm. handle what, like the three minutes. Yes. In between. Uh, so it's we're in much. like, we're in the hospital waiting room uh, and they're like, oh, he's been up there a really long time. And we get the one line from Morgan, like as if she's been in the show at all this season. She's like, guys, I really hope your dad's going to be OK. <laughs> and I'm like, Morgan, where have you been? Jack's like, uh, yeah, thanks. All right. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> yeah who are you it's again? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about more. I honestly forgot Morgan. Because she, so, so did we, up. because she's not been in the show. Sarah, like how many how many times have we heard Morgan talk this season? Maybe like three Two. times. 
There you go. Two times that if that. Um, so uh, so they're like, oh, Chet's a fighter, and and Feeney says, yeah, he owes me a game of pool. Uh, and so they say, oh, are you going to open your present? Uh, and so he opens it, and it's a picture of the three of them together that Rachel had taken, framed. Beautiful gift. I think this was like 10 out of 10, Rachel. Like, I mean, sad, but like really wonderful timing of like they have a picture of the three of them together. Um, and I I, I love this. Gift. I love getting pictures. as I think it's like so beautiful. Like I got my um, – for my wedding, my friend was my maid of honor, uh, and I we had photos together for like you know the wedding party and like for like a birthday or Christmas or something. I had printed one of them and framed it for her because mm -hmm. I was like, we don't have pictures together. Like we do, we don't take pictures together, so it was like nice to be able to be like, you should you should have this, you know. We just did. Um, I just did family pictures on the weekend. That's one of the. Things did you? I did did you all dress oh. the same? We so initially we were gonna do jeans and white t-shirts. My mom was like, "No, we'll all look samey, samey. We'll look too culty." So the theme is, uh, the theme is denim, brown, and and like beige and like oh. white. So I don't know. Oh. oh, we'll see. Everybody wore like some iteration of that. So okay, uh, we'll I like that better than everyone wearing the same thing because I agree it does look culty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, like, yeah, I mean, they're well, we were gonna all, wear our we were all gonna wear our like our robes, our ceremonial robes, and I was like, that's definitely culty. <laughs> and people will find out that we're I in a cult. You opted out of that yeah. one. Yeah. I was like, what about jeans and white t-shirts? He's like, we just really yeah. gotta remove all scent of cult from yeah. our family. No, I do like mm -hmm. that you switched it up because I, I'm just thinking of all the family photos that I've seen where everyone's like matching and it, it's it's a little bit much, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, like short, very short story of I I, I can't do I, I can't with those photos like it is something that really like I cringe so hard and when we took like a big family trip uh with my husband's family uh his he like I was like oh is your, his sister has a cricket and we all know the people with the crickets and they make the shirts we were going to Disney thank god the shirts that she made us I will say they ended up being really nice they weren't like super loud we saw so many families with matching shirts at Disney. And I was like, I actually feel okay about what I'm wearing, considering I could be wearing that. Like, there were so <laughs> many that were so no bad. Comparison. You know yeah. It could be worse. It could be my so mom, worse. You know what? My mom is a cricketer. And so it's actually wild to me that my mom did not say, we'll all wear matching. You know, well, shirts, I mean, so. she didn't want to look culty, Grace. Look good, culty. On, good on mm -hmm. Nora. We a smart, love her. A smart cricketer. Yeah. yeah. She is a smart cricketer. But yeah, I got to yeah. say, I still have my t-shirt. I don't, I don't wear it because I don't, I'm not like a mini person uh, or mini mickey person not like a mini, i know you're yeah. tall I like i'm a very tall person <laughs> so um but yeah there were so many worse ones so yeah. many worse ones Good. um anyway so yeah so then oh god going from that to this uh so, then <laughs> uh, so chet does and uh <laughs> chet does die the doctor looks very familiar is he he's in jurassic he's in jurassic uh, world uh jurassic park three oh wow Oh my god, no wonder I recognized him. You know, no. I always know a Jurassic person. Might be in two. I think he's in three. I think he's in three. Yeah. I know which one he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, he says, and he comes out and he says, We lost him. His heart wasn't strong enough. I'm sorry, boys. And it is so awful. Um, my heart like plummets every time. It's so sad knowing that, like, I mean, I guess on one hand, right, they got their moment together. It it's better than him dying that first heart attack when Sean was yelling at him. 
But it's Sarah. It's still awful. It's it's so hard to watch. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I, there's yeah, there's not so much to say. Like I don't. I. It's really sad to watch somebody lose their father after this moment. The thing for and the reason, like when I you're like, why'd you pick this episode? I do love good like metaphor stuff and the fact that like, you know, he's like, you know worried that he's not a good enough father you know that he can't be a good enough father and then the fact like it's like a heart attack that he has and the guy's like yes heart wasn't strong enough like like there it's just like really powerful emotional sad writing mm-hmm. that i'm like god i think it's like really good uh yeah. it's like supposed to make you sad you know this idea that like you know and it, it's tra- it's tragic in the sense of like it feels like he's finally in a moment where he'll like actually stick around and hang out and like be around for them both um but then the doctor being like yes heart can take it is like this brutal uh but i do remember like some of the stuff that comes afterwards that i think is like kind of weirdly most of the time i wouldn't like you know the spirit of someone being around, but like i think it's pretty effective so yeah yeah i mean we don't this is Spoiler, spoiler. I mean, this yeah, is not sorry, really... I like, yeah, yeah. No, I not you, me. No, every, please, no, everyone knows. Yeah, we, we're, yeah we're like, this is not the last last time we're going to see Chet. Um, kind of, we're going to see like the spirit of Chet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think the thing that hits me hardest when rewatching it is like we see how much Sean, like, because we're watching in order. And so we see how much Sean goes through with his family, with all of this stuff and how difficult he's not had an easy time of it, no matter how you slice it. And so then losing, I mean, his mom is who the hell knows where his father, who it seems like they're finally going to actually have like a real relationship that is, uh, you can count on it. Um, All of that just goes away. And I mean, I think it's going to be interesting going from here and seeing in the next couple of episodes how Jack and Sean handle it differently and how they handle things together. Um, because after like dealing uh, with like a memorial funeral type of situation is also super stressful and can lead to family like difficult with family dynamics um, and uh, you know, the money of it all. Right. I'm sure that will come into play. So I'm going to be, I'm, I don't necessarily remember. I'd say like the, the later into the season, the show we get, like the college years, I feel like they didn't run those reruns as much. I've seen a lot more reruns of, I think, the later high school years than I have of the college years. So I don't necessarily remember everything. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. This was a heavy episode, Grace. Yeah. You unpicked a serious one. It was a I good one, it. though. Like, I do good. think it's a top tier episode of Boy Meets Oh, World, yeah. Though. Yeah, I have like, you know, I might like reorder it if I was, but like, you know, I, you know, I, this one sticks out to me again. This gave me a lot of like nostalgic vibes, uh, rewatching, uh, this episode. And yeah, it's good. Uh, it's a good episode. So, yeah. Grace, I don't think that we, we asked you, um, your history of Boy Meets Girl. Like, did, were you watching it when you were a kid? So, I mostly think I watched stuff through syndication. I do remember, I definitely did like, we were not a family that was like, we didn't have a lot of appointment TV viewing, especially like, like, you know, maybe I just don't remember this stuff, but it's like, I don't think my parents were like wanting to watch Boy Meets World. We were a big um, extreme makeover home edition uh, family. We watched a lot of like reality TV unscripted stuff. I think that was a lot of our like appointment viewing. Uh, Weirdly, like whose line is it anyway? We watched a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's 
that's the kind of stuff we would watch. Uh, my parents had their own shows. So, but I do remember specifically the Halloween episode that's like legitimately scary. I do remember watching it. Probably was a rerun as well, where it was like on Halloween. I remember being terrified and not being able to go to sleep. Um, so I think I like watched episodes here and there, but I don't think I like knew when it aired. It was just like, it would just be on in syndication. That's where I was saying, like, I've never really watched the show super in order. Um, I, it's just like whatever was on. Uh, there's a ton mm -hmm. of shows. I probably have watched like the whole run of things, but having watched like from episode one through to the end, say by the bell is a, a lot of the like TGIF stuff too, uh, is all stuff that like I've watched it. It like shapes a lot of my like comedy in my childhood. And when I like put on an episode, I'm like, oh yes, I remember all this stuff. But like, yeah, never watched it like in order. So this has been a bit fun. Yeah. Yeah. I really love this episode. I think it's a really great one. Uh next week we have a double header. We're back to two episodes for next week. Getting hitched and road trip. Uh funnily enough, getting hitched. My husband's coming on to talk. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Fun. Will will make his return. He hasn't come. Uh, oh, he was on last season, actually. It was, yeah, it was early will, last season. Will, what do we have will, here? Will. Yeah. <laughs> so he he always watches with me every week. It's funny. Uh, we watch the episodes together every Sunday. It's like a ritual. We'll wake up in the morning. We'll watch Boy Meets World for the, for the mm. week of the podcast. It's really nice. We've been enjoying watching it together. So excited to have him back on. Um, Grace, you're mm -hmm. like the busiest lady in podcasting. What do you have going on? What do you want to mm. plug? What should we uh, listen to? Lots of stuff over on post show recaps. I'll just like name TV shows. And if they all sound interesting, you should check it out. Blackbird, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, The Old Man. Uh, these are all TV shows I'm currently covering. Uh, Mediapedia is a podcast where we like the media encyclopedia, which has episodes coming out, uh, doing some movie club stuff and weekly movie podcasts. But there else we've, uh, what did we watch? Last week we watched The Black Phone. This week we watched uh thor love and thunder the really big movie <laughs> for mm -hmm. came out. yeah and then sports over on rob is a podcast with the off-speed podcast uh we finished the pride of spoken in june but i still think it's worth like revisiting if you did not get a chance to check that out celebrating lgbtq survivors i'm really proud no pun intended uh except totally pun intended um of what we did and anything else i'm doing you can uh follow me on twitter at hi from grace and i'll tweet about it i'll retweet it yeah. amazing we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come podcast with us this was so much fun thanks for having should we should we spill some tea sarah ferguson i mean i if, hesitant to do this without our third but uh there's some like big shit 90 shows uh post show recap synergy that's gonna yes. happen later this summer yeah i'm really excited tea. yeah Bill so tea Okay, exclusive so access if you exclusive listen to access. shit 90 shows not me. yeah <laughs> yeah so if you um caught us last year for may ball um courtesy of grace that was genius uh, it yeah. took us a really long time to come with that hashtag because <laughs> we're not as good as puns as you but grace came on uh to talk league of their own uh during may ball last year and there is a league of their own television show on amazon prime a coming yep so august we'll be covering that 12th august some early august yeah. um it's all gonna drop at once give us some time we'll slowly trickle out episodes but yes sarah uh marissa and uh myself we covering yes that we'll have a little movie so preview pod i think as well we so. will yeah. yeah so i'm really excited to talk about that with you and marissa that's going to be super amazing we have that coming all along on post show recaps who knows there might be other stuff that I'm involved in with post show mm -hmm. recaps, but this is about shit. 90 shows taught me right now. 
uh, catch us weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek content. Um, we also came out with some fun bonus podcasts for July. We covered the Mighty Ducks. We also um, will be releasing this week My Cousin Vinny that we watched with Dr. Amanda Rabinowitz, another PSR friendly face. So um, check all that out. And you can find us at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram www.shit90spot.com and you can find me at Sarah Ferguson amazing you can find me at the Jess Sterling of course I'm always covering community over on community building on post show recaps uh, recently I guested on a few different podcasts I guested on a feedback show for Westworld which was tons of fun I got to podcast with Joe Garfine which yes. was huge for a me dream. I love her yeah. Um, and uh, I also guested with Mike Bloom on the Stranger Things feedback podcast where I got to talk about my love for Stranger Things and all about the why wild season we just had so that was a ton of fun um gosh i think that's everything if oh no i'm also coming up maybe in like the next week or so so i will definitely plug it on my twitter when it happens i also guested for the season three finale of crazy ex-girlfriend over on one indescribable podcast so much fun love every time i get to guest over there so check that out as well it was so much fun we go off topic i say the word vagina about 50 times because there's a reason there's a lot of vagina talk in that episode someone gives birth it's a whole thing um but yeah check check me out over there i always tweet retweet everything i'm involved in um this was so much fun i can't wait to come back next week and see i like I, this was one of those episodes that as soon as i finished it i was so tempted to hit play on the next episode because it just you want to it this is yeah. the kind of episode that makes you want to watch the next one um but thanks grace for coming on bringing some light energy to a, such a serious topic and a serious episode of the show we appreciate you as always thanks for having me thank you all for listening we will talk to you all next week have a good just one bye Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.